The Long Box Crusade presents Action Film Face-Off. This episode, it's 1974 versus 2018. Two films enter. One film leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man Welcome to Action Film Face Off, the show where two random years are selected and my brother will bring an action film from one of the random years while I bring an action film from the other random year. Then those two films will do battle using a variety of criteria and a champion will be crowned by the end of the episode. But let me introduce you to one of your hosts, my brother, a U.S. Army combat veteran of Kosovo and Iraq, Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht. Yes, indeed. We are going to score each of today's films on a scale of 1 to 10 in five categories. Those categories are story, overall spectacle, best action scene, the hero, and the villain. And then there will be the deduction round, where up to 10 points can be subtracted from the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. Well, let's find out what this episode's first action film is going to be from my brother and co-host, a U.S. Air Force combat veteran of Iraq, and a combat self-defense instructor, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. Thank you, Jason. Normally, I drink a sugar-free, calorie-free, grapefruit, sparkling drink during these, but this is Action Film Face-Off, so tonight, it's Miller time. (laughs) I like your style, and I got warm milk. (laughs) Nice. I'm going 99 after this. (laughs) Well, this episode, I was assigned the year of 1974, and I have selected Three the Hard Way, starring Jim Brown, Fred Williamson, and Jim Kelly. What year did the randomizer select for you? Well, I don't have to go so far back in time. I just got to go back to 2018, February 2018 to be exact. So I'm putting into our video dome arena, The Black Panther, starring Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan. Oh, man, we've got a fine matchup for this one, folks. Now, it's important to point out that this isn't Jared versus Jason. We each had to select a film from our assigned year, so I might like his selection better than mine or vice versa. This is all about discussing some beloved action films and coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion. I have my suspicions already. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fight fair, Jared. I don't fight fair. (laughs) (laughs) So let me jump in with some quick info on 1974's Three the Hard Way. Fred Williamson. Jim Kelly. They've done it before on their own. This one's too big to handle alone. You know, man, you come to town, I know there's going to be trouble. Brown, Williamson, Kelly, the big three, together for the first time, they do it their way. Three the hard way. Three cities and three of us. My troubles are almost over. Gonna kill us all. You see, we have a scientific institution here. They found a way. 
Only us. Nobody else. The ultimate purpose is a cleansing, a purification of the races. You gotta stop. Here, brother, I'm ready. Hey, it's just me and Wonder Watcher, baby. When the three of them get through with you. What makes you think the three of them will survive the next 24 hours? And I am coming at you. Yes. Asked me to secure a place for you in history. History is watching, waiting for your decision. This is your moment, Mr. Feather. Action explodes all over the place. When the big three join forces to save their race. As I previously stated, the 1974 film Three, The Hard Way, stars Jim Brown, Fred Williamson, Jim Kelly. It also has Sheila Frazier and Jay Robinson as Mr. Feather. Sheila Frazier. Wendy. (laughs) Wendy, Wendy. Yes. Okay, just checking. This was directed by Gordon Parks Jr. of Superfly fame. And here's your quick summary of the film. The evil Mr. Feather runs a white supremacist organization and along with his equally as evil scientist is kidnapping African-Americans to run experiments on them, which leads to the creation of his formula. The formula, once placed into a water supply, will kill only black Americans. Where did Mr. Feather's plan go wrong? Well, he kidnapped the girlfriend of Jimmy Late and Jimmy will stop at nothing to get her back. Jimmy enlists the help of his streetwise friend Jagger Daniels and his martial arts master friend Mr. Mr. Keys to stop the nefarious plot. The three must split up to stop the poisoning of the water supply in three different cities and then reconvene to put down Feather and the neo-Nazis once and for all. A little trivia on this film. Throughout the entire film and its sequel, One Down, Two to Go, neither Jim Brown nor Fred Williamson ever reload their weapons. <laughs> Why should they? This is later mocked in the film I'm Gonna Get You Sucka, where Jim Brown plays a character in the movie who, to comedic value, never reloads his weapon. The plot was also kind Kind of similar to Black Dynamite, as I recall, too. <laughs> a lot of cats have that name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, remember because they were like putting the stuff in the water to make their penises go smaller or something. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot that. <laughs> I think you might be right. There was a lot of crossover with another comedy film called Undercover Brother. It came out in the early 2000s, which is a pretty funny little movie. In fact, there's the character of Mr. Feather appears in that film as well. But on some more trivia for you, Hal Needham, stuntman extraordinaire from such hits as Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, and literally over 300 other films, provided the automotive stunts in this film, which are quite standout. I'm sure we will discuss them. Yeah, he did not find a car he did not want to blow up. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, we can blow that up. <laughs> oh, that's getting blown up. <laughs> and that is your rundown on Three the Hard Way. I bet you have some things to say about Black Panther. Oh, one or two things there, Jared. I have seen gods fly. I've seen men build weapons that I couldn't even imagine. Uh-huh. I've seen aliens drop from the sky. Yeah. But I have never seen anything like this. How much more are you hiding? Hold up. Let's go. go, go. It is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. The revolution will not be televised. Show me my respect and bow down. I waited my entire life for this. The world's gonna start over. I'ma burn it all. What happens now determines what happens to the rest of the world. The revolution will be live. The cast and crew included Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Dana Guerrera, and Martin Freeman. It was directed by Ryan Coogler and written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole. The plot summary is as follows. After the death of his father, King T'Chaka, Prince T'Challa returns home to Wakanda to be crowned king. The young prince soon discovers that heavy is the head that bears the crown, as enemies new and old come forth to challenge him both as king and the Black Panther. Using his fist and his wits, T'Challa battles alongside his stalwart little sister, his faithful General Okoye, and American CIA ally Everett Ross to face down the vicious Killmonger who wants the throne for his own nefarious purposes. As tough as those fights are, however, King T'Challa soon learns that the toughest wars are fought inward as he struggles to carve his own path for the people of Wakanda and step out from the shadow of his ancestors. So trivia fact number one, John Kani and his son Atandwa Kani play T'Chaka in his old age and 
and youth, respectively. So it was a father-son tandem. I thought that was kind of cool. When Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, broke the spear he was holding to make it a handheld weapon before he started his challenge with T'Challa, it was a nod to the African warrior Shaka Zulu, one of the biggest military leaders in history. Shaka Zulu couldn't understand why the Zulus would throw away their spears in battle, so he developed a short stabbing spear. During the movie, Shuri cites the self-lacing shoes from Back to the Future Part 2 as her inspiration for the footwear of the upgraded Black Panther costume. And because Jared said three trivia notes and I do what I want, I'm going to throw in a fourth one here. Because I also found out that apparently after the film, there was a huge run on black cats from the animal shelter. People suddenly got an interest in raising black kittens. I gots me one. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's Freddie Mercury. Ah. And now that we have the basics on today's contestants. Ladies and gentlemen, test your might. Okay, let's go into round one, which is the story. Tiger uppercut! So how engaging and original was the story? And Jason, give me your point of view on Three the Hard Way. What'd you think on the story? I thought the story was overall pretty simple. It was straight up good versus evil. Had three main characters. All three of the characters were interesting. There was lots of action, obviously. I liked the mix of humor. There was some actual good humor in there. The only really big criticism that I had was spotty editing. Specifically, there was one scene where they ended up in this fight in a car wash mm-hmm. and i wasn't quite sure how they got to that car wash it was like <laughs> they cut from one scene the next thing i know they're fighting in a car wash and i was like wait did i doze off or something <laughs> oh no, like, man that uh, whole scene is like we're on the street we're by the subway we're in the arcade we're at the car wash <laughs> it's like what are we teleporting what the heck is happening here <laughs> well they got into that big shootout in the arcade so i thought that was kind of the end of it and the next thing i know they're in the, in the car, car wash, wash <laughs> too and i was like what is happening with this. Yeah. So in that Chicago scene, were you not just tremendously amazed at that neo-Nazi dude? They start chasing him and they aren't catching him. He's like gaining distance on two NFL professional football players. Those neo-Nazis don't skip cardio. <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you that. I was like, aren't they going to catch him like a mile and a half later? I'm like, how have they not caught this guy yet? I know, right? <laughs> I was like, I think he's put some distance on <laughs> Oh, goodness. I'm going to agree with you. The story was pretty simple, but the thing that stood out to me that off the top of my head, I can't really remember seeing before. Maybe I have. Maybe you've got one on top of your head. I've never seen a movie before where you have sort of three main stars, and then they all split up to go on three distinct missions starring that individual person and then reconvening again. Now, I know things like that have kind of happened plot-wise in like, say, a Star Wars movie where, you know, Han and these guys and Luke and these guys go over here type of deal, but three distinct individuals go do a distinctly individual mission and then reconvene. Nothing popped in my head about seeing that before, so I thought that was a little original. Well, and I know this is going to kind of take us down a different path, but what popped in my head, because I thought the same thing when I was watching it, and it kind of a little bit reminded me, like when you watch the Walking Dead television series, how certain characters 
Mm-hmm. Will all okay. branch off and kind of do their own mission, and then they usually come back together at the end of the season. That's kind of how I felt there. But you're right; you don't really see that much in filmmaking. And as far as movies are concerned, I really can't think of one that was quite like that. I'm sure somebody will hear this and say, "What about this movie? And what about yeah, this probably. movie?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay, right. you're right." <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you're saying. I thought it was an interesting formula, and I quite enjoyed it, really. Yeah, and I've seen them do it to where, like, you see a little bit of this mission, you see a little bit of what's going on in that mission little bit on this mission back to this mission this was like you watch this guy's mission then you watch this guy's mission then you watch this guy's mission which from a filmmaking sense makes a lot of sense because these were some in-demand stars and so you're able to get them away they don't all have to be on set to film their individual mini movies really i thought that was cool that was good thinking and all three of those missions even though they were essentially the same mission the thing that i appreciated about it were the different sets Mm -hmm. yep all three of those missions were on unique sets which made the action scenes enjoyable and had their own unique flavor. Definitely. Let's kick it to Black Panther. How engaging and original was the story of Black Panther for you? Well, I thought Black Panther was very complex and rich as far as the story was concerned. You had the man versus man element obviously with Black Panther versus Killmonger, but really at the end of the day, it was a man versus himself story, as told both from Killmonger's perspective and Black Panther's perspective. And like I said in the summary, what was really compelling to me was the character of Black Panther as he tried to respect tradition, honor his father, learns that his father's not the perfect man nor the perfect king and has to come into his own. The movie was a great journey as we walk alongside T'Challa as he does those things. There was a terrific supporting cast. I don't think there was a weak actor in the bunch. They were all outstanding. Well balanced, a lot of action, a lot of humor, a lot of heart, and all the characters were rich, complex, and well-defined from the heroes to the villains. Which we will get into specifically momentarily. Yep. I'm with you. I think it's got a really well-layered story. When I first saw that they were making a Black Panther film, I was just in my heart of hearts going, please, please, please base a lot of this off of the Christopher Priest run on the Marvel comics because I adored that run. It came out in the late 90s. If you're into comics at all, go find that run. It's Christopher Priest and Joe Jusco was on covers think Mark Texeria was on the interiors. It was amazing and thank goodness they borrowed a lot of things from that run for the movie. It made me so happy. So echo what Jason said plus the fact they did a lot of nods to that Christopher Priest run. Yeah big thumbs up. Speaking of big thumbs up, I think we should score this. Alright, let's do it. So when it comes to the story, three the hard way scale of one to ten as a reminder to our audience on this show, five means average five isn't bad, five isn't failing. You get a five, that's a pretty good action movie. So on a scale of one to ten What did you score three the hard way? Well, this was kind of difficult. I kind of went back and forth, but I landed on a six. There was a lot of faults in there as far as editing was concerned and things like that that we talked about. But at the end of the day, it was a compelling story and it kept me engaged and it kept moving us along. And I thought for the budget that they had, they did a pretty heck of a good job. I have a six written down as well, my friend. Oh, all right. Just above average as far as the story went. But like you said, it was interesting. A lot of times when I watch older films, especially black exploitation films, sometimes my attention wanes and I tend to like be looking at my phone or something like that. But this one, I stayed zoomed in the whole time. So let's kick it over to Black Panther. Scale of one to 10. What do you got for the story of Black Panther? I had to give this one a perfect 10. Flawless victory. I think think that there was not a wasted moment in the movie. It was a movie that obviously had a ton of effects and action scenes, but at the end of it all, it was a great 
great story that wove the journey of the hero and the villain almost flawlessly. It had a great supporting cast to help it along. The plot points were beat on perfect. It didn't get dull. I can't think of a flaw with this script, so I'm giving it a 10. Wowzers. I have my picadillos with the story. They're all minor little nitpicks and aren't really worth bringing up, but it did affect my overall score. I gave it a very strong 8, so we're not too far apart on that. No, it's respectable, man. That's a, that's a strong score. I think maybe unfairly is I compared its story in my head to other Marvel films, and I could think of a few I liked better. That might not be it, fair to this round of action film face-off. <laughs> no, you know, I thought about it too, and I thought there are Marvel movies that I enjoyed more, but can I say that the scripts were as engrossing as this one? I don't think so. Yeah, I got think a couple that I like better, but we'll so. get to those at one point, I'm certain. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's it for round one. Take us into round two, Jason. So round two, we're going to talk about the hero. How cool is the hero or heroes in the case of Three the Hard Way? So let's start off with Three the Hard Way, Jared. Talk about the heroes. What did you like? What didn't you like? I liked all the heroes. Jim Brown plays Jimmy, so he didn't have to remember a lot. During That's right. <laughs> during the film. But Jimmy is your stereotypical go-getter. He's the leader of the group. So I like Jimmy, but I like the other two guys better because they're more specialized. Jagger is a man of the streets, a little rougher around the edges than Jimmy not quite as smooth but with a lot of connections and whatnot so that's Jagger played by Fred Williamson and then you got Mr. Keys the Kung Fu mastermind played by the always awesome Jim Kelly this was actually <laughs> this was actually <laughs> Jim Kelly's first film after being discovered in Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee so he's not a big big star yet but he is definitely on his way and just very fun charming the charisma of the three mixed together it's gonna get a pretty good score from me I'm not gonna lie what about you? Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it's tough having three main characters and trying to dedicate adequate amount of screen time to all three of them, and they did a really good job. And it's also kind of difficult to give each one a unique flavor, and they did a really good job with that, too. I'm going to tell you, Jagger was my favorite, but we'll just do that. <laughs> I think I like Jagger, too. <laughs> I thought, you know, they were three successful business people in their own right. They had a mysterious and looked like maybe a little mischievous past, but it was, <laughs> you know, it was a rich history that's obviously there. And I'll just wrap this up by saying that I would love to see a prequel to this and see what these guys were doing in their youth. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a how film they came up in Chicago. <laughs> three the Young Way or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they need to get on that now and make that film today. Tarantino, if you're listening, jump on this. It's Money in the bank all right well that'll wrap up our assessment of the hero from three the hard way let's talk about black panther what were your thoughts on black panther and the hero there jared well, again, a lot of heroes to pick from. Obviously, Black Panther is standout. My main concern about Black Panther when they make him a hero in the film is does he live up to what goes on in my head when I read those comics, especially those Christopher Priest comics. And I got to say, they did a really good job. So that's really all I need. I just need Regal. I need to believe he's powerful. I need to believe that he's not afraid of anything. And they did a pretty good job of convincing me of that. I'll kick it to you for the thoughts on Black Panther, the hero. Well, you stole a lot of what I had to say. I mean, it was a fantastic character. You know, I go back to when it was conceived by Stan Lee, and he was just played to perfection by Chadwick Boseman. I think he did a fantastic job. That about bottles up my thoughts for Black Panther. Should we score him? Let's score him. Jared, give me the score for the hero of Three the Hard Way. <laughs> well, the heroes brought together enough charisma. 
would give it a seven. I also scored it a seven. Oh man, we are in lockstep on three hard ways. <laughs> the hard ways getting some love from us here. I suspect though you're gonna have a higher score than me on Black Panther. Well, I'll explain why later, but let's find out. Let's not guess, let's find out. I gave it a very solid eight. Oh, we're really close. I gave it a nine. Yeah, I thought the Black Panther character is near perfection, but I'd like to see some more character development and see what happens next. So far it's looking good for Black Panther. I think he's won two rounds in a row. <laughs> well, I'm just going to assume that this fight's in the bag, but you never know. Fight's starting know. to look lopsided, but hey. <laughs> you know, but hey, Three the Hard Way's getting some love here, I think. But I'll pass it over to you and we can talk about the villain. All right, let's go into round three. Round three, as Jason said, is the villain. How menacing and or entertaining is this villain? Basically, like, how memorable is the villain? Okay, let's get into three the hard way. Your thoughts on the villain? They were obviously over the top. They were obviously bad. Not a redeeming bone in any of their bodies. It's evil based off of racial purification, which is about as evil as you can get. I would say that Mr. Feather had kind of that sleazy southern charm, kind of mixed in with that unabashed racism. I mean, he was... He owned it. He, he owned it, yeah. It's like... <laughs> He wasn't sneaky about it. And like even his wife, that was his wife, right? That was in. Must have met on whitesupremacy.com. <laughs> I guess so, man. Swipe swastika. Swastika <laughs> sign if you want to hook up. Well, she was bad too. I'd say out of all of them though, the doctor was my favorite. He was the most cringeworthy. He just looked like a creepy doctor. And using his medical science to purify society through the mass execution of non-whites, that whole plot thing, that just makes your skin crawl. And that actor just did a great job of bringing that sleaze factor, that creep factor up there. And then, of course, there was the whole army of redneck neo-Nazis, zero redeeming value, so our three heroes could just go and mow them down like ten pens, and we loved it. So There was a lot of them. I there don't was know how lot. he recruits, but it's incredible. He's got them know. in multiple cities. He's got them everywhere. Whatever he's doing, he needs to market that somehow. <laughs> I, I guess he pays well or something. I don't know. Hey, you know, brother's got to eat. Gotta work, right? <laughs> I don't know if brother's the right term, but we'll move yeah, on. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know what the right term is. <laughs> Comrade? No, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> we won't get into it, but I echo everything you say. Although I thought Feather was more compelling than the doctor. The doctor didn't have a lot of sort of memorable lines or anything to me, although he had a unique look. I will give you that. But Feather sort of unabashed the way he owned it, the way the actor owned it, and just came off as slimy, but with all that confidence. He's confident slimy, so that kind of made him memorable, so he did alright for what he was doing. I just like the way the doctor caught on fire. <laughs> he <laughs> I mean, really did. <laughs> Dude. He oh, was a blaze for a while. <laughs> I know. I was like, is anybody yo cut? <laughs> I think that's who's really burning up. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Wakanda, we've got some villains going on over there. You got a little Killmonger. You got a little Claw. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial, especially to our fans in the comic book world, which we have one or two. I think that Killmonger may have been the best or at least one of the best Marvel villains that we've seen in the cinematic universe. I mean, he was rich. He was complex, tragic. You can't uh, see me, but I'm nodding. I'm nodding heavily. Michael B. Jordan just did a spectacular job with both the physicality and the emotional gravitas of the character did outstanding. I loved Ulysses Claw. He was awesome. He was over the top, just deliciously evil. Like you said, he's the guy that owns it. Just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, that's part Andy. of a good villain. You got to really own that thing, man. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, he was comfortable in his own skin, man. Andy Serkis did a great job playing him. You know, like all great villains, you can just kind of understand and even sympathize a little bit with uh, Killmonger's motivations, which made, I think, for a very rich, complex story. I completely agree. In fact, I'm going to tip my cards a little bit and tell you that the performance of Michael B. Jordan is actually going to hurt this movie uh, later on in today's show. <laughs> I won't tell you why, but I'll reveal that later. But he's Uh outstanding. So look for a high mark from me. And speaking of marks, let's score this. So Mr. Feather, the creepy doctor, and Mr. Feather's white supremacist wife, who is completely on board with everything he did. What did you score it? I had to give that one a six. I thought they were somewhat interesting, but... (laughs) Not just guess what I scored it. Did you score a six? A six. We are oh, all right. three for three. <laughs> we are on, right on lockstep with the uh, three the hard way. We're three for three the hard way. <laughs> okay, meanwhile, Wakanda, what do you got for Killmonger, Claw, and Company? I had to give him perfect 10. Flawless victory. Performance, physicality, vitality on the screen. I thought he brought the whole package. I think he was actually even a little bit better than Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. So I'm giving him a 10. Mm, Yes, yes, indeed. I also have him scored as a 10. Flawless victory. I am a complete homer for Michael B. Jordan, though. I adore the Creed movies. I feel like he can do no wrong, and I would probably give him a back rub. Yep, if he needed a relaxation after the day, I'd rub his feet. (laughs) (laughs) So that's two perfect tens for the first time on Action Film Face-Off in one category. So this round decidedly goes to Black Panther. Let's move into round four. So now we're going to talk about overall spectacle. How visually engaging is the film overall? How do you like the stunts, the effects, the cinematography, the whole package? Jared, let's Mm. talk about Three the Hard Way. Spectacle, what'd you think? All right, I got some things to say about Three the Hard Way Spectacle, my friend. And it had a surprising amount. I go into a 70s blaxploitation film expecting a certain level. Not bad, just a 70s blaxploitation level. This movie rose above it. I would like to reference the scene at the beginning of the movie at the car garage, the way that was filmed from the driver's point of view with the gunshots going through the windshield, driving off the top of the garage. All the car stunts were amazingly well done. Big fan of when Jim Brown went to the dam and he's running down the dam just kind of shooting guys and the camera's Uh pulling back on him as he's running towards the camera. That was awesome. So definitely a cut above your standard 70s blaxploitation film spectacle. So I've got a pretty good score for this one. What about you? I also scored this one relatively high. I thought there was just tons of action, obviously, which I kind of expected. There were large and sometimes ridiculous explosions, but (laughs) there was a mix of shootouts and martial arts. There was a lot of slow motion that was sometimes it was kind of cool and sometimes it was, you know, questionable. The thing that I really liked about it was just the great sets. They took advantage of all the sets and they used them all to maximum advantage. I would assume they probably didn't spend a lot of money on these sets because they used existing facilities to a great extent to a great extent yeah and it looked great so yeah i think the mix of the sets and the characters the action sequences the car chases it was entertaining let's talk about black panther what'd you think about that black panther is a movie built of spectacle almost too much to take in (laughs) in a given moment with the amount of spectacle that's going on it the action scenes are engaging the scenery of wakanda itself is engaging the scenery 
scenery they used when they went to Korea is engaging. It is a non-stop feast for the eyes. If I have any persnickety thing about it, it's just not really about Black Panther. It's just about modern movie making. They don't like go anywhere anymore. It's all digital to the point where I'm watching it with Johanna and she's like, there's so much digital now. Like she can tell it's digital. Uh-huh. And yeah. so that is the smallest drawback as you will see when we get to my scoring. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I mean, that's just one small part of the spectrum. Overall, it blows me away. I don't know what else to say. I'll pass it to you. Well, I think you and I are seeing things pretty eye to eye on this one, my friend, because I put in here cutting edge effects, obviously, duh, mm. right? <laughs> I like the mix of kind of Bond-esque technology, yes. virtual arts and everything. I like that. You know, we kind of got our little James Bond fix, little mini fix in there. There were some beautiful, rich and lavish sets. I like how Wakanda is, it's a fictional place, obviously, but it blends well. So it makes you feel like it's in the world we live in. Unlike some of the other superhero movies like from DC, I think one of the problems we have is Metropolis and Gotham City aren't really blended in reality. But here you've got this totally fictitious country, but it feels like if I went to a map and looked at it now, I'd be like, oh, there's Wakanda, you know? Mm. (laughs) And so they do a really good job with that. I did say, I think I'm going to pretty much echo back. I said, in my humble opinion, they relied too much on digital effects, especially uh, on the final scene with Black Panther and Killmonger. I would have liked to see more physicality from the actors and less digital trickery. Yeah, I might be jumping the gun here, but I'm going to go ahead and say I find the action scenes when they're doing the um, the challenge for leadership more compelling because it's straight physicality, no CGI. Well, maybe some, but hard to tell. Yeah, I think we're kind of walking down the same path and we're probably going to come to similar destinations on best action scenes. Let's get to the ratings. Three the hard way, spectacle. What's your score? I gave it what the Spanish call the siete. If you don't speak the Spanish, that is a seven for spectacle. Well, once again, no. we are right <laughs> seeing eye to eye. That's exactly what I gave it. This is amazing. I, I gave a seven. Four rounds in a row. And what about Black Panther? I have it scored at a nine. See, I scored it a little lower. I scored it at an eight. Ooh. I think one of the, I hate to even call it a weakness, but when you're measuring Marvel movies against one another, there are definitely Marvel movies with better spectacle. Okay. I think that's fair. Fair enough. We're not that far apart anyway. Nope. We're really close. A quick look at the judge's scorecard shows this is another round for Black Panther. Poor three the hard way. Man, he's out there like Rocky in the first film just trying to go the distance, man. Come here, man. You're still trying to win. <laughs> Cut me. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, I guess we'll take it into round five. All right, round five is best action scene and man oh man through both of these movies there are so many to pick from it's ridiculous so let's start with three the hard way forced to pick best action scene what have you got yeah there's a lot to choose from (laughs) i narrowed it down and i'm gonna settle on my favorite was the martial arts fight with mr keys and his black belt friend who i never got the name when they were (laughs) fighting that army of neo-nazis in the water treatment plant it may sound kind of funny but i was like this could be like Batman. Like, this is something Batman would do, like ambushing those guys and just whooping them. They're all armed, and those two guys are just relying on their martial arts skills and just tearing them up. I thought that was a really cool scene. The only thing that bugged me was, like, they beat up the guys, and Mr. Keys would, like, have the rifle, and he just cast the rifle aside. And I'm like, man, I get that you're sticking to your kung fu zen thing, but I'd probably take that rifle with me. <laughs> 
I, I, I liked it, man. I liked it. He was like, I don't need this. <laughs> I tell you, that was fun to watch, but I kind of tipped the cards a little earlier. I really liked Jim Brown, a.k.a. Jimmy, his assault on the dam, the way it was filmed when he went up in that cart and he blew that uh. guy away and like he gets off. And I was just really taken by that with him running down the dam, kind of mowing down guys and the way he's running at the camera and the camera's pulling back. I was like, this is really fun to watch. So yeah, I was, I was going back and forth between those two scenes to be honest. I really like that one too. And I'm going to give an honorable mention to that scene I mentioned earlier, the early scene at the garage. That's where the movie really got its hooks in me. Because I was like, oh, you know, they're going to try to run him down in the garage. And then I'm seeing all this great car work, this great camera work, great stunt work. And I'm like, this movie's a cut above. It is. So it hooked me early. So yeah, ultimately I'll go with the scene on the dam. Let's go across the Atlantic Ocean and land ourselves over in Africa. And you tell me, best action scene in Black Panther. Well, in order to do that, Jared, we got to jump on a little plane and fly to South Korea. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the wrong place. (laughs) You're in the wrong place. Okay. Because I think that was my favorite action scene was that brawl in the casino and the subsequent car chase. I thought that was a really cool mix of the fight scenes were actually really physical, not the computer generated stuff we kind of tended to see in the Black Panther costume, it seemed like. I love the choreography of the fights. I love seeing the new suit being used for the first time. Again, the crazy charisma claw just ramped that energy up to 11. He's like, put on some music. This isn't a funeral. <laughs> I thought that, that was a great line. We got to see the skills of General Akogi. Akagi? Yeah, yeah. The uh, one, the Dorama, Doramaji. I, it's, everything's so hard to yeah. pronounce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she threw her wig at a dude. That's all you yeah. need to know. <laughs> she whipped him in the face with a wig. And I love when she throws that spear and like just goes through the car and then hits in front and makes the car runs into it. It was, it was just awesome. <laughs> was um, awesome. And then you also get to see the cutting edge technology of Shuri. So you get to see kind of everything in that mm-hmm. scene. And I really enjoyed it. I've rambled on. What about you, Jared? Well, you mentioned it earlier. This is the James Bond scene of the movie. And I can distinctly remember watching it for the first time and going, I know the whole movie can't be like this but man I want it to be because I am watching Black Panther as James Bond he's had his meeting with his sister aka Q got his gadgets and now we're seeing them in action like you said they even found a way to incorporate her back in Wakanda and that remote control car was so cool and it was like oh man so yeah Korean fight scene all the way oh wow so we even picked the same scene I thought you were gonna go with the um, challenge of the challenge I really like those challenge fights a lot but just overall you can't beat the fact like you said physical stunt work cgi when you needed it during the car chase just in the end you get a little bit of everything and it's it it tastes good (laughs) it does it does all right let's score them three the hard way best action scene scale one to ten what do you got i'm giving it an eight I, I am. I was pleasantly surprised. Some of it was over the top, yes. But let's face it, that was the 70s and 80s. I mean, I know every car that crashes isn't going to blow up like they do in this movie. But still, it's fun to watch. I really liked the action scenes when they fight together near the in the third act when they're fighting separately. And then when they come together again at the end, I thought it was really good. And to be honest, I started to score it a little bit less. But then I got to thinking, I was like, man, I've seen some top dollar action films that don't hold up to this to, to be honest so I'm landing on an 8 well, that's my defense this is our first round where we're not the exact same but dang if we aren't close because I have it at a 7 I was floating back and forth between a 7 but I was in a generous mood so <laughs> oh, that's good <laughs> 
All right, let's go to Korea by way of Wakanda. And what is your score for Black Panther's best action scene? I'm giving that one a nine. Ah. I thought that one was a cut above and just definitely uh, deserved at least a nine. And that's where I landed. I also have a nine. Hey! Hey! So, you know, this round was closer than maybe a lot of folks thought it would be. Maybe a lot of folks haven't seen Three the Hard Way. But once again, the round goes to Black Panther. I'm going to guess a bunch of them have not seen Three the Hard Way. You know, I'm kind of hoping that that's kind of what action film face-off might do. It might introduce some films that people haven't tried. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I'm hoping happens with Three the Hard Way. But anyways, that is it for the best action scene, which might be the most important round, because this is action film face-off after all. And Black Panther did very well, and so did Three the Hard Way. But Black Panther is this round's champion. Let's move into the sixth and final round. Is that your best? Well, this is the deduction round, Jared. It's the reduction for the ridiculous. <laughs> you saw something in those films that was just stupid. Take a point off. That's all I got. What's taking off there, Jared? Over on three the hard way, I've got a little extra math to do. I am okay. going to deduct one point for what I call Jim Brown teleportation. <laughs> Jim Brown okay. teleportation happened twice. Once when they teleported to the car wash and once when he was in a phone booth and a truck was going to run him down and they had him dead to rights and somehow he teleported to the back of that truck. They didn't yeah. show us how. We have no clue. I'm pretty sure he should be dead. But hey, it's Jim Brown. Minus one point for teleporting Jim Brown. Do I have more? I do. <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm taking away another point for the weird introduction of Jim Kelly. Okay. All right, that scene was real over the top with the slow-mo, but there's so many other weird things that happen. I can let the slow-mo go. I'm okay with that. That's 70s. I'm okay with that. Enter the Dragon's Big. He's doing the Bruce Lee thing. Slow-mo, the and all that. I get it. No problem. Love it, actually. There's other wonky things going on in this scene that drive me nuts. <laughs> you could tell they had to film that scene on any given day, because I don't know if you noticed, but how windy it was. It was windy. It was super it windy. Was, like, it was super windy. One yeah. cop's hat blew right off his head and they're flying off in one direction. You Those could jackets tell, were flapping and yeah. everything else. Yeah, yeah. You can tell that that wasn't an effect, that that was like, we just gotta get this done today. It's windy as heck, but let's get it done. The other confusing part about that is I don't quite understand what's going on at the beginning. Now, I know the cops set him up. They planted like some drugs in his car, right? You tried to set me up? Okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, why? Okay, why? They never tell us why the cops tried to get him. So my next thought was, well, maybe they're on the payroll of Feather. One of those cops was a black dude. <laughs> So <laughs> what's going on? That here? makes no sense. So I just stayed confused about why the cops were framing him. Cause I think they were actually cops and not feathers guys. So I, I don't know. And even though it doesn't fit into this category at the end, they're all converging on feathers house. It's really cold outside. You can see everybody's breath, but man, Mr. Key still went shirtless for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And I like the ways Mr. Keys carried himself too. Whenever he was walking, he was popping it. He's oh like, yeah. He, he had all the confidence in the world and deservedly. So, I mean, dude, that guy was, ripped his eyes get out he had the skills he had the talent i only have one more adjustment uh-oh all right wait i can't help but notice you didn't say deduction no i didn't i i'm breaking <laughs> my own rules i'm kind of pulling a raiders of the lost ark we're gonna give back one katan to honor <laughs> listen i gotta tell you something okay as long as no no 
No, no earmuffs required. But <laughs> as the day is long, nudity does not sell films to Jared. When people were like, oh, gotta see Swordfish, Haley Berry shows her boobs. I didn't care. I went and saw Thomas Crown Affair. I got annoyed at the amount of Rene Russo boob in that movie. Boobs in movies, when you're trying to use that as a selling point to get me into your movie, like Showgirls or Striptease or whatever, no thank you. It doesn't do it for me. When you get wacky, doesn't make sense, but yet it's kind of cool. What the heck is going on here? Boobage in a movie. That, sir, earns you an extra point. And this movie is taking back one point for the really weird way they work boobs into this film. I'm not going to tell the audience. I'm not going to go into detail. We're not going to get sleazy. And it's not even sleazy. That's your hint. It's just weird. Okay? So go with me on this. It's engagingly weird. And that's all I'm going to give you. But they're getting a plus one for that. That's it for my adjustments to three the hard way. What have you got? I'm sorry. I'm still thinking back to that swordfish movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they work on you better than they work on me. So for my deduction for three the hard way, I agreed with you with what you said, but I also agreed with you with what you said about the three ladies, who are also tremendous actors, by the way. I thought they did a spectacular job. So those are going to be terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, completely terrifying. Yet somewhat provocative. I was confused, Jared. I, I was really were. confused. That's why I got a bonus point from me. I was like, this, yeah. is, this is taking it to a whole other level. I know. I was like scratching my head. I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know this. how I feel. I don't know if that guy's lucky or unlucky. I don't. <laughs> do I want to be that guy? Do, do I, I want to be that guy? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I do. At the end of the Jagger, day, I don't think I do. Jagger wasn't going up there for all the tea in China. So, I mean, <laughs> he wasn't going up there for all the TNA in China. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Uh, but it was also multicultural. I appreciated that. So that was. Uh, I think we're getting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're waxing philosophic. You know what? I'm not taking any points off. It balances out. It balances out, Jared. I love it. All right. So that'll wrap us up for three the hard way. Jared, any deductions for Black Panther? Only one deduction, sir. <gasps> Sorry, go ahead. And it's almost a good thing. It's like the deduction maybe you want to get. I don't know. It comes from my love of Michael B. Jordan. The man can do no wrong. My only deduction, one point deducted from Black Panther, because not only did I mention this, but I watched it with my wife and she mentioned this without me mentioning it to her first. The villain is more charismatic than the hero. That's always a dangerous place. Not always bad. I mean, let's be honest. Alan Rickman's more charismatic than Bruce Willis is in Die Hard. (laughs) It's part of what makes it great. But when you have a guy who's regal and he's the king. He should be the one that holds your eye. And Michael B. Jordan, his scenes are more interesting. And he's a more interesting character. And that just shouldn't be. I just feel like the performance of Chadwick Boseman, although good, it's just a lot of him pontificating and kind of saying cool things. Whereas you can feel the pain of Killmonger. Like you said, he almost wins you over to his side. So anyway, I've gone on and on. I took off one point because your villain was much more charismatic than your hero. I would have liked to see what happened if we could swap those actors. What about you? I see your point there and I kind of felt the same way I think that Michael B. Jordan could have played Black Panther I don't think Chadwick Boseman could have played Killmonger oh, and, you make a point. and that's not a slight against Chadwick Boseman who I, mean, I scored him a 9 in this movie I think he did a spectacular job and they definitely cast the right guy for that part but I also see your point where the villain is, is just a little bit more charismatic than the hero I'm 
not taking any points off from it, though, because I think I've already covered that in my scoring on the hero and the villain. So I'm going to leave it as is, and I have nothing to take off from Ooh, Black Panther. You're like me in the last episode. I had no deductions in the last episode. Yeah, couldn't find anything worth taking out that I haven't already scored. All right. Well, that is the end of the scoring rounds. Don't worry if you haven't been keeping up with the math at home, folks. We do that for you and looking at the judges' scorecards. The winner this episode of Action Film Face-Off, with a score of 89 to 66, is to no one's surprise, The Black Panther. it's important even though black panther is obviously the superstar of this bout we've got to take our hats off to the three the hard ways and all those other films that came before it that paved the way for black panther to become such a smash hit that it is that crossed my mind i thought you know if we didn't have the three the hard way and that whole line like you said would we have black panther today i don't know probably but you never know so hats off, like you said, three the hard way. You, you've done some fine work. You did. You did. And congratulations to Black Panther as well. So let's head over to the randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for our next episode. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from... Choose Your Destiny. Nineteen ninety eight. Oh, that's a sweet spot for me. I was working at the movie theater in college in nineteen ninety eight, and I saw literally everything. <laughs> I mean, everything. Everything. <laughs> so, nineteen ninety eight for Jared, and I'm going to be bringing a film from. Choose your destiny. Two thousand and four. Interesting. Ooh. So what will those films be? We'll tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening. We're talking to you, Dave. Or you can tune in next episode to find out. Until then, I'm Jason Weaselskull Albrick, and you can find me on social media at Weaselskull on Twitter and Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. On Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Yard Sale Artist. Be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella at www.longboxcrusade.com. Or if you'd like to send us a question or a comment, you can do that by hitting us up on the social medias at Longbox Crusade. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And oh, by the way, we do a live show once a month, the second Sunday of every month over on YouTube. That is also Longbox Crusade. Please head on over there and give us a subscription. We'd really appreciate it. And we love doing in the live chat with the fans on that second Sunday of every month. It goes down at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Well, thanks for tuning in and we appreciate you listening. And until next episode, keep your head down and your knuckles up. From the finest pedigree, final legacy. I own my opponents, never see me. Gather up components, a gladiator. I'm rolling the mad ass hater. My homie, they know it from my poems. I'm like, cold like December when I get with your November. I'm a rapper solo in the club with no members. Oh no, I stay with that Iron Man. I got a vision like a. The intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face off shows are done by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J O S E F L I N 99. You will not regret it.